We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra. As always, I am your host, Numak, and joining me this week is a guest host with me, uh, Tommy Evans-Barton of the Father-Son Packers Podcast. Tommy, thank you for joining me tonight. Thanks so much for having me. You know, excited to be here, excited to be talking after a Packers win for what feels like not super often that (laughs) happens. So, you know, lucky me. We are officially streaking. Beat the Bears, not beat the Rams. Yeah, a little bye week in between. You know, we'll take that as a win, too. We can call it three in a row. Mm, Perfect. Might might as well. (laughs) 24-12, the Packers. I shouldn't say escape Lambeau. They leave Lambeau with a win. Uh, For the most part, the game looked pretty good. I'd say just as like a gut reaction, the the end of the third, beginning of the fourth was a little tenuous at times. We'll get into that in a second. It got a little wacky for a second, for sure. I mean, some of the players' brains seemed to melt down for a second. The referees didn't quite know what was happening. But, you know, in some ways, escaped, I think, isn't necessarily the wrong word. I mean, we'll take a win. Right. A win's a win's a win, as Ty would say. Or whoever oh, yeah. whoever came up with that. I always hear Ty say it on, on, the, uh, on your step. <laughs> so, uh, Packers coming into this game needing to get a win. They need to win out to make the playoffs and with some little help from... Uh, a little, help, a little help from our friends, I believe, is the uh, their old rock song whose oh, earth yeah. I can't think of right now. Get by with a little help from my friends. That's right. 
artist tbd because i cannot think of it <laughs> and in this case our friends are probably the seahawks and the commanders with how the rest of this weekend went i mean we need two more losses from the commanders and one more loss from the seahawks and we went out and we're there yep that's the the, the last part of that is the hardest part <laughs> yes just don't look at the packers schedule and it'll feel a whole lot better it'll seem way more reasonable if you just don't look too hard at it that's right we'll get a little playoff talk later though Let's talk now about this game. Packers came at at five and eight, get to six and eight with this win. Uh, the Rams, who had been really just snake bitten by the injury bug all season long, um, I learned that the the actual injury that Matthew Stafford was out this for on IR with is a spinal cord contusion. If there's one thing I don't, if there's two things I don't want bruised in my life, it's my brain, and <laughs> probably my spinal cord. <laughs> And not even necessarily in that order. Like, right. you can put Spinal Cord 1, and I would agree with you. I mean, right, there's an argument for for that being 1. There's, there's talk that he might even have to retire, which is crazy to think yeah. about. I mean, obviously, it's it's great for him that he was able to get that ring with them last year. But yeah, super scary stuff right there. Yeah, not a laughing matter in that, in that it's funny. Laughing matter in that it's so ridiculous that football allows this to happen. Like, that, that football is a conduit for these type of injuries. Like, it's... It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's insane just how I mean, you realize how physical it is watching it. And then mm-hmm. you see the laundry list of injuries and like the parts of the body that like I didn't even know a spinal cord could be bruised. And yet you're not are. good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm not in the medical field, but a medical field adjacent writing about it sometimes. And it's knowing how that they talk about it. It's that's you don't want anything touching that about that part of the body except for your spine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Rams are the Rams are really dinged up right now, and we saw yeah. it tonight. I mean, I think this might have been a whole different game if Aaron Donald wasn't pl- or Aaron Donald was playing, but he was out right. today. Yep, same thing with Cooper Cup, who's been on IR for last six seven weeks, I think, with the the knee, right? Yeah, and Cooper Cup out, Allen Robinson out. Their whole O line's dinged up. Their starting center had to leave this game with a knee injury after like, like the second play. Yeah, he had like, had a yeah. a thumb and a knee injury. I think this season he missed seven games with for the broadcast said. They went with the calf, so it's just, yeah, the, a tough year for the Rams, especially considering that Aaron Donald was mulling retirement after last year, like right off the sunset champion at 31 or whatever holiday he is. He's not old. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he he said he's he's done everything there is to do, and he's not wrong. I mean, right. Yeah. And so him going off or having this type of season where it's just a slog and ending up hurt to probably miss the rest of the season, and I'm sure isn't leaving a good taste in his mouth. Yeah, and I'm sure pre-injuries, like ESPN thought of this matchup on Monday Night Football as being like two heavyweights. And right. I'm sure I'm sure looking at it now, they're like, man, wish we hadn't scheduled the Packers and Rams on Monday night because this game doesn't mean a whole lot for either of them. Right, like and, beginning of the season, this game was like circled on the calendar like of a premiere, what we thought would be heavyweights. And like you said, just not really a great, yeah, I was like, they were like, oh, the, the number one seed in the NFC last year versus the Super Bowl champion Rams, like week 15, this is going to be for a play, like for the number one seed in the playoffs. I'm sure ESPN <laughs> was licking their lips they got this game. And then they showed up and Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were like, why are we here? Can we get the beat team for this? Yeah, it's cold. Can we just go home? Like, man, it was look, it looked cold. 15 degrees and probably felt like 10 degrees colder. I mean, my goodness. I've sat through that type of cold at Lambeau before, like in the many games, I should say many, I haven't gone to like a hundred, but I've been through a fair share of Packers games, haven't been from there, and been to a fair share of winter games, and it's definitely crazy when the 
the the young dudes to go out there no shirts overalls just like buddies like <laughs> gotta be cold <laughs> and yeah and you're you're standing out there and the players are out there getting crunched at 100 oh. miles an hour i mean i would feel like i was getting broken in half on almost every play there was a, a play by dobbs where he took a helmet right to the sternum and i was like i might just disintegrate on the spot yeah at the end of the game there when he caught that mm-hmm. little out route yeah just no thanks no thanks I was but, like, thanks, Rogers, for uh, giving me the ball <laughs> right, right there. That's great for me. Yes, let's dive into some of the uh, the plays of this game. Rams get the ball to start. Um, it immediately looked like it was going to be another bad game for the rushing defense. Uh, Cam Makers, on the second play of the game, ran for 15 yards. Just <laughs> talk about, like, I guess again, the first play of the game, uh, the Rams rushing attack really looked like it was going to be prevalent. Ended up not being the case uh, throughout the game. But after that play from uh, Cam Akers, they basically go three and out. Uh, I'd say three and out. They got another first down, but only seven plays for 20 yards on that uh, with some penalties as well. So uh, Rams punted away to end up with a uh, that goes to a Packers field goal after a nice long drive. 12 plays, 52 yards, six minutes. So another. Uh, how should I say good drive to start the game that didn't end with a touchdown like I yeah, can't remember the I last mean, time were... we got touchdown on the first drive <laughs> I mean they said something on the broadcast that they were like the Packers were 0 for 8 on yeah I did drives, see that something crazy and were the either the second or the worst goal to go offense in the league and mm-hmm. I was like you know for the goal to go offense at least that tracks with the eye test because yeah my goodness run up the middle one yard run up the middle one yard incomplete pass that's the, our bread and butter right now at the goal <laughs> line like it's awful uh 50 on goal to goal yeah so that's and it's funny because un-good. the they were saying the Rams were allowing 52% of goal-to-goal situations, <laughs> uh, like allowing a touchdown. So talk about a battle of two just elite, just best at their at their traits, you know? Oh, man. A stoppable uh, force versus a movable object. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. And hey, the, the stoppable force, you know, we, we got stopped a couple times. That's right. Uh, that, that drive setup, though, which we'll talk about throughout this, this podcast, is... Uh, set up by a Keyshawn Nixon 47-yard uh, return. Or, I'm sorry, I lied. 19 uh, yards. That was a 47-yard punt. Uh, yeah, so I mean, he, big, was, big... he was great today. Mm-hmm. He was great. I mean, you and Jordan talked about this in the pregame, um, talking about how the Rams were allowing the league worst opponent field goal or sorry a league worst opponent uh, field position. Yep. Um, and it really played out in this game because Nixon was crazy all game long. Yeah, we kind of laughed at the like Keyshawn Nixon Pro Bowl effort, but if, I mean, if Pro Bowl voting goes today. one more week, if Pro Bowl voting goes one more week, maybe he probably sneaks in. Because I mean, goddamn, he's he's got to be a top five Packer right now. I mean, I mean, I know that's not necessarily saying a whole <laughs> lot, but it's. I mean, I was putting Pat O'Donnell in that conversation at the start of the year, so to put Nixon in it now is not it's not hurting me too much, at least. Right, Pat O'Donnell just it seems like he. Just, it, he hasn't got a lot of work this year, but yeah, I mean, I, that's not the worst thing, I suppose. But not the worst I mean, thing, we were right. talking about this before the podcast, but Nixon returning punts and kicks, it really makes you wonder how on earth Amari was back <laughs> there that freaking long. I mean, had to have pictures of someone, he knew where the bodies were buried, like you said. Randall Cobb and him were buddies, and I think Randall might have told him state secrets. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, back in the 40s, they actually buried Lambo underneath the field. And no one knows it. something crazy like that. Yeah. 
you, you know yeah, the, no, the secret passcode to get into the, the clock tower of the uh, of Lambo. Because you watch Nixon and you're like, how did they how did they not know what they had with him? I mean, right. what they the broadcast said during the the game that Rogers had told them that he had told Nixon like he's normally like, hey, just take the touchback. But he had told Nixon, if you think you got a re- chance to return it, take it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if Rogers trusts him, that he's, says a lot. It's got to say a lot, right? Uh, trying to look right now. Keisha Nixon had three kick returns for 95 yards and two punt returns for 36. So 100 and. 20, I can do math, 130, yeah, 130 yards returning today. Some, somewhere around there. Is, around about. Right. 130 yards returning is unlike anything we've seen from a Packers return man. And Since like Micah Hyde or I don't early, even know. Early, early, early Randall Cobb maybe. Yeah. Like not maybe even, even not go like all this. the way back to, <laughs> I mean, I hate to invoke this name, but maybe go all the way back to Desmond Howard. I mean. Yeah. I mean, especially with how poorly the rest of the special teams around him has been playing. Like when you, when you take that into account, I mean, he was setting up their drives all night long, though. Like, right. The ne- and then the other drives we're going to talk about. I mean, he was an integral part to all of them. Yep. Um, second drive for the uh, or the ensuing drive for the Rams after the field goal, three and out. Great stuff. Um, Packers get the punt uh, from from the Rams, obviously. I believe that one it was uh out of bounds, so no return on that one. But then yeah. the first of one of the I wish I'd say many mistakes, but of decision bad decision making. I guess it's not even not even just a bad throw. Aaron Rodgers threw an interception. I was I was gonna say <laughs> he I know the thumb's not taped, so there's no more excuses, but No more I, excuses. And he was he was yelling at Lazard and I'm like, buddy. Buddy. Buddy, <laughs> he's wide open. Like right. just throw him the ball. Just throw him the ball and don't sail it like it, he's he missed him by five yards like i mean he was acting like if he kept running he, he's not the road runner like he's well, not gonna get there what are we talking about one he's not road runner two where do you want him to run like if he runs further he runs into the guy that picked it off yeah i like, mean it's, like if it's he just puts it if he puts it on target it's just a bigger catch like I, there's no I, to keep running i mean he was what was it i saw multiple people in the discord today say that they would have had a better chance to win with love. And it's hard to look at throws like that and disagree with them. I mean, right. obviously we don't have enough of a sample size on love to really know that, but right. Not well, for context, Aaron Rodgers, 22 for 30, 229 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Um, yeah, I thought he was okay today. I yeah, mean, he was pretty solid on third downs. I thought, I thought they did a lot of nice stuff to scheme people op- open on third downs. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was like, a really well-coached game by Matt LaFleur and Adam Stenovich. I felt like the offense showed a lot of things where I'm just like, why weren't you doing this all season long? Why weren't these little leakouts with Christian Watson happening all season long? Why why did we have motion sometimes and it worked and then we just went away from it? I mean, the, but the third down scheme up specifically, I mean, Randall Cobb had a really nice day on third down and having Dobbs out there seemed to be, I mean, Dobbs had two straight third down catches, I think, to open the game. I think so. Ended up with four catches for 55 yards to lead the team. Mm-hmm. I mean... I thought Rodgers was okay. I mean, there was a lot of bad. There's some good. It is what it is. His standards are very high. Yeah, I think, like, I agree with you. He was aggressively okay. Like, he yeah. he made some great throws. The The touchdown was not really a passing touchdown, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, it was, like, one of the like, little out routes to Aaron Jones. Yeah. So, not like he threw a laser down the field or anything. The interception was a poor throw. Not throwing the ball away is yeah, the, a problem this season. a lot season. of times he looked... He looked really trigger shy. 
mm-hmm. like a lot of the time where he just didn't want to fire it, like highlighted by the just not even throwing the Hail Mary at the end of the first half. That's the biggest one. I know he couldn't like it looked like he couldn't. He kept trying to set his feet and there would be a guy right in his face. But I was I was expecting him to fire at least three or four different times. And he just never he never ripped it. And they really didn't throw it downfield hardly at all today. No, it was almost all underneath over the middle. And it they didn't really try to hit Watson deep. I don't, I mean, the Rams play that like cover two, like keep everything in front of them. So they were kind of taking what the defense was giving them. Right. I would like them to see it take a few more shots, but. There was the there was the one that Watson drew the penalty on late in the game, but that was really it. Their their longest reception was twenty three to Dobbs, which was over the middle. Like that's not really a shot downfield. Yeah, and so. you know, it's it's hard to tell on the broadcast angle like where the safeties are. Yeah, because of the the camera shots they have. But I'd imagine they were playing a lot of cover two that game. That's what they generally do, and makes the middle of the field open more. But I mean, the shots downfield were that yeah, the Watson penalty one, and then the. Lazard pick and that I didn't feel like they took really hardly any more besides that that I can remember at least right exactly so that interception from Rogers leads to a uh, nine play 53 yard drive from the Ram that ends up in a field goal um nothing really too special about that drive they just didn't it I, they weren't playing uh like prevent just letting them run on the field they just were chunking away like six yards seven yards here Highlighted by Rudy Ford on a stay roughness call, just shoving Cam Akers out of bounds when he was definitely out of bounds, which is I mean a common theme this year with Joe Barry just not being able to get his defense disciplined. And it's such a, a just an indication of like a lack of like the coaching staff like having the team ready to play and be disciplined. I mean, they said on the broadcast yep. it's six unnecessary roughness penalties on the year to lead the league. Yep. I mean, that's just if if anything shows bad coaching, I think it is that, unfortunately. I think they had another one later, didn't they? Not mistaken. I think they had. They had. Maybe. I don't know if it was unnecessary roughness. I think it was another. It was unsportsmanlike conduct. I don't yeah, remember what it like was. But, but yeah, it was. It was another it's, one it's of those. It's the like, same idea. Playing, yeah, one of those like just not even thinking, like not staying within yourself. Like I don't know. It's it's a coaching thing. It has to be at this point. It's discipline. It's like basic discipline. Guys trying to do too much. I mean, it is right. what it is. Right. And it's it'll stay that way until hopefully the game week week seventeen or week eighteen, and they just don't need to talk about it anymore because the people will be gone. Well, maybe further than that, but I'm not gonna go there yet. Fingers crossed, <laughs> knock on wood. You know, fingers maybe, crossed, you know, knock on wood, our, all that good stuff. Our national nightmare will continue until we're officially not talking <laughs> National nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. I mean. It's, uh, it's fun. I thought it was interesting though that you said mentioned uh, Ford that they're sticking with him at safety. It seems like they're they're gonna keep going with him rather than Savage. I mean, he's just a cheaper Darnell Savage. They are stuck with Savage next. I hate to say stuck because you know he could always bounce back, but they are gonna have him next year since they accepted that fifth year option. But it does seem like even though they are gonna be having Savage next year, they want to run with Ford anyway, which is interesting to me. Was he active this week? Uh, yeah, I don't believe he was on the injury report. I think Full he practice was, was every off. week or every every yeah. week, every day. So I, I didn't really see him. I honestly didn't either. I think he, he was out there a bit, I thought, but I can't say that I I thought I noticed him like once or twice, but definitely nothing where nothing where he was blowing any coverages. I didn't notice him in a negative way, which I usually do, which is great. At least. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Five stars. Um he had two tackles according to ESPN. So I guess okay. good job. I know. I didn't I didn't notice him, which is more than I which is better than usual, actually. Exactly. Um 
So at this point, three three, uh, still in the. I think that was the end of the, the beginning of the second quarter. So then, um, and third drive with the Packers, another just really nice drive that was think we could talk about as a theme of this game was Packers putting together long drives when they needed to. Um, eleven plays, seventy four yards. that ends in an AJ Dillon touchdown. Um, this drive was led a lot by the Packers' run game finally getting started. Like, it sucks that AJ Dillon went out with the concussion late. Um, but it just seemed like he only had, I think, like 40 yards total. Uh, yeah, 30, yeah, felt... 36 yards. But it felt a lot more significant than that. I was going to say the same thing. It just felt, I mean, at halftime, I think he was averaging like five yards a carry. And mm-hmm. then they kind of, they got stopped a little bit more before they, the run game hit a bit of a lull in the third quarter. And then he got knocked out of the game before the run game picked back up in the fourth quarter right but yeah definitely really impactful i think they said he had his longest reception of the year um so far in this game for like 18 yards yep and i mean i think just think the offensive line was really good today for for the most part there are a couple times where uh nyman got beat pretty bad by floyd (sighs) at least once like really really beat bad once uh, but I thought Myers played really well. I thought uh, Tom was excellent at left tackle again in spot starts duty for um, Bakhtiari. I'd imagine we might not see Bakhtiari again this year. It's going to be Tom all year, I would think. But yeah, I thought the offensive line in the run game and the pass game was really good. And that was part of the reason that Dylan was ha- able to have a nice day. Jones was probably the best player on offense today. I mean, it was it was a lot of the offensive line, though. I thought they mm-hmm. had a really nice day. Continually always, just like always, continually impressed by Zach Tom. And just his readiness for being slot in. Like, he's two weeks, three weeks now into this since Bakhtiari went down with his appendectomy. Um, but for a rookie being put in at one of the most important positions in football, um, just the, the, the blind side, the blind side of your quarterback is incredible. Like, it's just for a rookie, what, fourth round pick, fifth round pick? Fourth round pick, yeah. Yeah, like, that's good. Like if, I mean, it's, it's dep- better than good. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly on, impressive. Depending on what they decide to do with Bakhtiari moving forward, I'm not concerned about left tackle like in it's, the future. It's so tough because I think he's a really important piece of that. I mean, this is going to be a big discussion over the offseason is what they do with him, what they do with a few other, the older guys. Right. Uh, I know Gutekunst has said, like, hey, we want him here. Left tackles don't grow on trees. But it's going to come time to make some tough decisions on the cap because they got, they got a lot of guys they got to pay. And I think Tom has shown that if they need him to, he can play left tackle for a season, I think. And right. I mean, his versatility, uh, he played center in college at wake forest and then moved to tackle his senior year. He's a bit small, but it doesn't seem to affect his game too much, at least so far. I mean, he hasn't had to go against too many huge power rushers, but Right. He's been he's been really good. I mean, fourth round pick, my goodness. Makes you wonder why they didn't pick him in the third round and they took Sean Ryan there instead and suddenly Tom is a starting level tackle. Really makes you think. Right. But, uh. I'm laughing that Brian Gutekunst says that left tackles don't grow on trees and going back, like we have Zach Tom now who looks like a pretty good left tackle. Then David Bakhtiari. We don't talk about the dark years of Marshall Newhouse. But then before that, it was Chad Clifton for a decade. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 like, something that I think people don't take into account when they like call for Gutekunst's like head for not like giving enough weapons to Rodgers, which is like 
it's true that there's been some faults in how he's built out some of the receiver core. We saw today, like the vision for the receiver core was these two rookies, but yeah, I mean, his ability to get late round offensive linemen, I think is second to none. I, I agree. Mean, shouldn't be taken for granted. Strong agree. So, uh, 10, three at that point, uh, halfway through the second quarter, uh, Rams get the ball back, go on the field again, just really nothing huge. Like, I think that was a big part of this first half of first half theme from the defense is that they didn't really allow a lot of the big plays you didn't see jair getting burned by a nobody wide receiver you didn't see his, his words not ours of course yes, yes exactly um you didn't see like huge gashing runs like you saw on the on the first play of the game it was yeah just you didn't like see stuff anything. underneath and stuff like that which like i can live with honestly if you're allowing field goals and you didn't see anything like the Eagles games, Eagles game where they just refused to tackle anyone with the yep. ball in their hands. Like the second level did a lot better job tackling than I think they've done in most of the games this year. Not that the Rams have a lot of super dynamic weapons right now, just like we right. talked about, they're really banged up, but got to make the plays that are in front of you. And it seemed like they did for the most part. I was very nervous on that first play of the game because Quay had Cam Akers dead to rights in the backfield and then just broke the tackle and ran for 15 yards. It's like... Oh man, are we really gonna like, do this again? And we didn't do that again for most of the I was game. Like, I was like, "Yep, that's uh, I've seen this before. I've seen this movie before. I can uh, I can skip ahead a little bit. Yeah, can we fast forward? So, um, and Jordan's favorite stat, as we uh, reference him not being here, the, he loves or not, loves to hate the stat about the Packers letting up touchdowns before the half, mm-hmm. and they didn't. And I up, mean. Like they I, did allow what the third fifty-yard field goal in under twenty-five degrees overall. December over baseball out of oh baseball goodness. ass stat. There's only I couldn't help but laugh at the broadcast. I was like, "Come on, guys! Like, once you get to two or three or four conditionals, like we just need to we need to cut it right there." Right. Only two field goals ever made at Lambeau Field beyond fifty yards when it's less than twenty-five degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and the wind is blowing from the northwest and the full moon is out and it's like yeah they yeah. were they were stretching all night to make this game seem more interesting than it was right they had to go deep into their bag to try and find anything they, worth talking they, about they said at the end of the game it was like oh tied for third most eight like eight straight monday night football <laughs> wins tied for the third most i'm like wow look at us man do we get a trophy for that yeah. like, i'm ready um end of the half uh, goes would have been a fantastic way to start the, the the drive from the ensuing field goal kickoff. Um, Keyshawn Nixon runs 49 yards to the LA 47 yards, but gets called back on a frankly crap penalty from the refs. Like I see where they could have called holding. It had no impact on the play and just was barely a hold at that. It's so tough because like, yeah, his hands are out of the frame. Like they're he's he's wrapping it right. around his shoulder, but he doesn't really grab. I no. mean, I know if I was like if I was a Packers fan, I'm like, come on, man. But as a Ram, if I was a Rams fan, I would have been like, I mean, his hands are outside of the frame, so it's it's tough because that would have been. Right. I mean, he would have been at what 170 he, something yards if they yeah. had let that one stand instead. Like, and they would have had the ball at the 45 instead of they. Instead, they had it way back at the 13, and they yeah. still almost made something of it. But right. So, but good thing we uh, run Packers podcast. We're allowed to be mad about that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, uh, drive starts way back in Packers territory, and then a couple. I'm not gonna say questionable play calls because like it ended up half working. 
uh, run up the middle for six yards and then a short pass to Aaron Jones for 25 yards that got him to the uh, Green Bay 44. Short pass over the middle to Tanyan doesn't work. It was just a mind-boggling call. And then the end of the play, end of the half play. Like, I think this is where, we talked about earlier, like, his indecision and throwing this pass on the Hail Mary. But I think this might be emblematic of just, like, really Rodgers showing his age. Like, yeah, prime Rodgers, which, like, we can't really barely compare because he's 10 years out of his prime, quote-unquote. Yeah. Despite having two back-to-back MVP years, like, prime build and prime physical ability yeah his prime physical ability 10 years ago he just whips his arm and gets it to the end zone oh yeah he wouldn't have even had to think about setting his feet 10 years ago like he would have just been like okay i don't have like room to like get a firm base like that's fine i I can just do this with only my core and my right arm like that's gonna be fine that's the Devontae adams catch when he gets his legs taken out from under him on the touchdown in chicago like he threw a ball 50 yards with no feet. <laughs> like <laughs> that is the greatest play that didn't count. That's I get right. mad every time I think about it that there right. was like a hold a holding call on that play. It's right. so sad. But Rogers scrambles around, doesn't get anywhere, and just ends up taking a I think it was a sack, right? He yeah, he, he went down. It wasn't like wasn't like the Giants one where he got sacked and I was like, Oh man, he got hit hard. He just kinda got like right. his legs got caught from behind and he fell down and he looked pretty mad, but I'm like I guess you can be mad at that, but right. I mean, if you're going to be mad at that, you're going to get mad at everything. So here we are. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, coming out of the half, I thought they did a great job coming out of half. Like mm-hmm. the coaching staff, the coaching staff should be commended there because they came out focused after the half where yep. a lot of times this year they have not, but they came out with like, they looked like they had a plan. They looked like they wanted to win. Like that's, that was great. I feel like there's been so many games in our losses this year where we're like, it's like, okay, this game is within reach. Like we're close or we're leading by a little bit. We need to come out of the half and get a score, which is the entire reason you kick the ball off in the first place in the first half. Like you defer to the second half to put yourself in a good position to either put the game out of reach or get back into it should you need to. Because it just it's been the 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 strategy in NFL for a few years now. And so many times this year, we just, they just come out flat out of half and go three and out, and then that advantage is wasted. This yeah, this game, it wasn't. They Another nice long drive. 11 plays, 68 yards, almost seven minutes off the clock. Like That's really, really good when you're already leading out of halftime. Like this is, That plan worked to a T uh, in this game. And, and they came out of half and... I, it seemed like the the Rams came out with like a focus on stopping the run mm-hmm. more so than they did because they they came out and they they had a couple nice run stuffs right. coming out of half for the Rams and then the Packers just kind of they they really they did a really nice job in this game converting on third down like I talked about earlier and yeah just coming out of half it seemed like most of the games this year they could have they could have just been like you know at this game like our odds of actually like making it to the playoffs are low, like one, two, three Cancun, like let's, just, let's call it here. But uh, right. no, they, they did a, I did a really nice job of sticking with it and showing that they're like, Hey, we're home, We're back home for the first time since like November 17th. They had like a heck of a long yeah. road trip and just like being like, Hey, let's win this one for the fans. Let's keep ourselves alive. One week, one week longer. You never know what's going to happen. And right. yeah, coming out of half, I think was really emblematic of that entire attitude that seemed to have in this game. Minus a few moments where I was like, what 
on earth are you thinking? But here we are. A lot of those moments. Yeah, more than more than a couple. I was being generous. <laughs> um, but yeah, to your point, like the run game wasn't working on this drive. It was a lot of um, a lot of passes, a lot of getting Christian Watson finally involved. Um, which he really this was his, his first catch of the game came in this drive. I, I think. think so. Yeah, for 15 yards over the middle. Yeah, it was because then he had the one later. Um, that I was like, man, it's only the second catch he had. So yeah, he'll come alive in the second half. Yeah, he was quiet in the passing game, but just they were really, watching. They were really passing a lot in the first half either. Yeah, like, is and the I mean, he he was blocking his like he was blocking like crazy the whole game. Right. I know you don't take a guy with the thirty fourth pick just because he can block, but he helped spring a lot of those outside runs for Jones and Dylan. And yeah. I see now why they were so enamored with him as a pick and why they traded two second round picks to move up and get him. I mean, he's the exactly what they need on offense. He's kind of a I mean, he's a combo of MVS and Lazard in that he's got the physicality blocking of Lazard and just way more. He's like a more dynamic MVS also as a receiver. It's kind of selling him short. Yeah. But I mean, he's he's everything they've wanted in a receiver in terms of willing to do the dirty stuff. Very explosive. Uh, he's a really good fit for the offense. LaFleur's designed and it really mm-hmm. demonstrated that with all of his blocking today. It was it was great, even though he didn't have. He didn't continue his touchdown streak, unfortunately. He Badly. had a chance to because the we'll talk about it later, but the yeah. hand signals popped up again. Oh man. Oh man, those hand signals. Um yeah, this this drive ends in the um the one yard AJ Dillon rush, which is one of his two. So seventeen six. And this is where the game gets a little ugly. It like, got a little weird. It got a little weird for a little bit. Got a little weird. Um Packers hold the ensuing Rams drive to a three and out, three plays, zero yards. So just fantastic stuff by them. Um, next drive is set up on a great Keyshawn Nixon return. Um, 17 yards to get pushed OB at the 50 yard line. Um, but a face mask on a blocker, I believe, not even on Keyshawn Nixon. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Gives them extra 15 that puts them at the 35. So really short field. This was really the only short field they scored on this this uh this game. Uh touchdown, I believe this is another um no, this is the Aaron Jones passing touchdown. Um just off the end to the left passing. side. Like, yeah, passing. I I don't like how that's quote been, unquote. Yeah, it's it's what it's not quite as cheap as those little tap passes, which are like, come on, man, like that's a handoff. Yeah. But yeah, Jones definitely idea. did the did the majority of the work on that one. Exactly. So at this point, game looks to be iced. 24-6 with uh, about two minutes left in the third. Like, mm-hmm. But as we mentioned, it's weird. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Packers uh, kick off six, uh, to the Rams to go on a six play, 70 yard touchdown drive. This one is yeah. hi- highlighted by a uh, penalty on Jair Alexander for a low block. I think that stands for some like conduct uh, penalty you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. So a yeah, lot of those are that's been a point of emphasis. They don't like you taking out the legs of the linemen. I know yep. uh, Aikman was saying on the broadcast he thought Tutu Atwell gave him a little bit of a push in the back, and that's why he went low. But yeah, 15 yards there is that's brutal because I mean that's part of what helped kickstart that drive for them. Yeah, that that play, the penalty that that play was on was a 20 yard rush by Cam Akers. So 35 mm-hmm. yards in 10 seconds is not not great. Yeah, that's um, how you get a six play 70 yard drive is a couple nice little 35 yard plays yep. will do it. This is where like I was really happy with how the defense played in the first half like six points really great just this pretty much getting home they had a few sacks of Baker Mayfield in there and a couple Preston of three, a nice three game yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so but this is where like it started to get a little squirrely wasn't too thrilled. Oh, you um, should have known. You should have known, Numak. They're not going to put together a complete performance. This is the Green Bay Packers we're talking why about. Why would they ever play four complete ca- uh, quarters? No. It's not possible. It's, they're not allowed to do that. It's, not, <laughs> it's against the rules. I think it's clearly in, it's in uh, the bylaws. Yeah, it's you a, sign them when you become an owner that you acknowledge <laughs> the Packers cannot play four full quarters and that you're okay with it. Yeah, and the uh, the Packers Hall of Fame there was a uh, Vince Lombardi little notebook of of sorts. Yeah, and I think page it's a at, the page at, quote of him. Yeah, page that isn't shown that just like turned behind is like you must not play four complete quarters. Yeah, it's like how the back of the Declaration of Independence and National <laughs> Treasure, it's just like that. It's an invisible ink and everything. It says, you will not play a complete game, not once. That is funny. Uh, but yeah, to put that into context, the 20-yard run by Cam Akers, um, followed up by an 8-yard run by Cam Akers, followed up by another 20-yard run by Cam Akers, uh, two yards from Cam Akers, which, uh, which is a first and goal from the 10, an incomplete pass, and then the first tight end touchdown from the Rams this year to Tyler Higby, thrown by Baker Mayfield. I think this is tinfoil hat conspiracy time. Conspiracy time. Uh, NFL rigged. ESPN puts up the graphic on that play. Zero tight ends, uh, tight end touchdowns the entire year by the Rams offense. Next play, Tyler Higby, just easiest throw and catch I've ever seen. And I mean, they were so far off of him. I mean, it was, and it's another ESPN stat, but they only threw it up there just to screw us. That's right. But like you were, like you were saying, they were, they were running the ball at will on this drive. And I think part of it was punctuated by, they were really running um, Dean Lowry and TJ Slayton out there. Most of those plays, right? No, Kenny, no Jerron Reed. Jerron Reed had a really nice game in this one. And I actually thought Kenny had his best game of the year in this one. He thought he was impactful. Without a doubt. Um, and then they go out of the game and then all of a sudden they're ripping off 20 yard runs like for free every single time. And I'm like, can we can we get the good players back in this game? Please? Apparently we can't. Awful. Yeah, they got to rest because, you know, if they're not out there, they're not out there when it matters. I'm like, OK, but you're letting them drive down the field, make it a two score game and whatever, you know. 
it worked right. out in the end, I suppose, but right. <laughs> it was ugly for a little while. It was. Uh, the scrolliness continues. Oh, Packers at suing drive of three and out. Or I shouldn't say that. I apologize. Uh, first and ten, a run for negative four yards. And then there was a pass interference call on Christian Watson, or that was drawn by Christian Watson down the field. Um, that got a 16 yards um, on a penalty. And then from there, that was the three and out. So, not great. We can't have, we can't have too many nice things, Numa. We no, this is where I got really nervous. It's like, okay, they just scored a touchdown without any sort of resistance whatsoever. To talk about a theme that you and I have talked about, the rest of the Discord has talked about this season, they clenched. They, oh. they for sure clenched like during that drive. They've done this every year under LaFleur. There's just a point in the game where they just get about as tight as you can get as yeah. an entire team, coaching staff, all the way down to the fans. Like like yeah. everyone in the stadium's like, uh, we know it's coming next, it's, but we can't stop it. <laughs> for the like the it, it's you can't like blame the fans because they have Stockholm syndrome when it comes to these things. Cause like we've been what, it's two thousand and or it's twenty twenty two. We won the title in February of eleven, like almost eleven years of almost almost twelve, almost twelve years, right? Of being let yeah. down, like in these situations where they 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 clench throughout. Oh, you you start to get like the the heart palpitations. You're like, man, start. I have really going to do it again. <laughs> um, but and then all oh, the wackiness just continued after this drive. I can't oh, wait to get to this part. The three plays the they. Had a, a rush for zero yards, and then Baker Mayfield was sacked. So it's third and thirteen, and it was so interesting because, for context, to, for all you guys that aren't in the Discord, I watched the game on my Hulu live TV provider, and I'm always behind everybody else in Discord when we're chatting about it, and everyone's just yelling at Razul like, "What are you doing?" And I'm watching the play before it's happening, and I see Razul like legit. 10 yards off of his receiver and he's like talking to Jair across the field he's like where am I doing where am I going like great he's gonna get absolutely torched for a touchdown or something no he gets an interception (laughs) but then he must not have two good things can't happen in a row (laughs) two good things can't happen in a row he goes to run it back and thinks that he's on the Patriots and throws it backwards (laughs) to nobody like we lost like Kobe Myers spirit enters him for about like five seconds. And he's like, I could lateral this to Amos or I could go down and or, he picks option a for some reason. It was mind boggling. Cause like he was getting tackled in that way where you're just kind of like spinning. Like he's and- got one like leg, one pivot leg <laughs> down and he's like hopping and hopping. He's like, you see him looking. Cause he's looking oh. for someone to pitch it to. And I saw it and I was like, no, don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. And then you just see the ball start to leave his hands. And you're just like, thankfully they somehow Amos fell on it, got crunched yeah, and then kept the ball. Thankfully. But there was about a five second time spent there. Where I was like, cause if they recover that fumble, it's a first down too. Cause it's like 40 more yards upfield. Yeah. That. And because they retained, like they had possession. Yeah. Switch like, possession. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So thankfully, they recover. Unthankfully, the squirreliness continued, Tommy. I mean, this Two... one, I'm putting this one on the refs. I don't even think this is regular Packer squirreliness. No, what this happened, is just What happened was, was, was Aaron Jones rips off like a 10-yard run. This is like the fourth or fifth play of that drive. No, second. 
He's the second? Okay. Anyway, he's the second play of the drive. He rips off like a 10 yard run. You're like, awesome. Like, we're moving the ball. We're at like the opponent 20. Like, we're going to score here, and that's going to be the game. He's getting held up by two dudes. They normally blow forward progress there, and he's just hopping, hopping, like not moving anywhere. Then they strip the ball out and run it back 30 yards. And I'm looking around like, anyone? You're just going to let him get mugged by like five guys in the middle right. of the field while he's trying to fall down? Oh man, I was really annoyed. If that had cost them the game, I would have I would have called it chicanery. I would, yeah. I would have done the whole better call Saul monologue. Like, would have been, <laughs> oh my goodness. I the squirreliness continued, Numak. The squirreliness continued. Jill Ramsey ripped that ball out and as <sighs> thankfully it didn't burn us. Yeah, as him and Rogers were getting uh, they were chirping ooh, a they were after chirping. that play. They that, were not happy with each other. It got weirdly chirpy all game. Like it was yeah. I don't know what sort of like cuz they 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 played last year and they, the Packers beat them pretty nice. Such that they pretty nice. They won I think by like six or three points. Yeah, they were up almost the whole yeah. game though. Like it was an, it was like a 11 point game and then they kicked a field goal to make it eight and then they right. tried to do the onside kick and didn't get it. So like it was a one score game but it was a male one score game. And then the year before right. that they did beat them in the playoffs, so Right. I mean, there's some history there. Right. So then, luckily, like I said, we didn't burn us. Four plays uh, ends up at a punt um, down to, I think, pretty deep in the Packers territory. Um, the 23. So not, not mm. too deep, but deep enough. And I was, I was saying all the second half, like, we need this drive to be the drive to either score or to have a nice long drive to put it away. And this was the nice long drive to put it away. 15 plays 82 yards and ticked off the last eight minutes and 51 seconds of the game to ice it. Yeah. Talk about just a boa constrictor, just like, like gripping the life out of the opponent. I mean, yep. they, they punted that ball away and they were like, okay, like, you know, we're going to stop here. We still need two scores, but get a stop, get the ball back with like six minutes left score and then try and punt, kick it back or get an onside kick. Never saw the ball again. Right. Like there were only two or three possessions in the whole fourth quarter. Yeah. It was great like that the scrolliness ended at that drive but when it really needed to end yeah and like i mean who would have thought some serious football from the green bay packers i mean i i i can barely believe it i mean this is kind of like it was like this is the packers we had seen the previous three years where they could take the ball and hold it and like run the run the clock get some nice little like schemed up first downs through the passing game just hold the rock have a really dominant offensive line and like that had completely disappeared from the team this year and right to see it at least in this game was at least nice i guess it was just so nice to see them unclench like they could have just gotten so nervous and punted that ball away to possibly make it a one-score game for the Rams to come down and score. But they they retained their focus and just moved the ball. Uh, basically on the back of the run game, too, like that. Um, yeah, and the, the offensive line kind of woke up and was like, hey, they mm-hmm. don't have Aaron Donald. Like, there's no one on this line that you're really that scared of, right? like, in terms of being playmakers, maybe Leonard Floyd. Right. But they were like, guys, come on. There's no Aaron Donald. Like, let's just maul these guys let's put mercedes lewis in let's have like essentially six offensive linemen on the field let's hand it to aaron jones and patrick taylor had a couple nice runs as well he he came alive on this drive once because this is when aj dillon was now out this is like Mm -hmm. his first drive after that and had some significant uh contributions four rushes for 15 yards including a a nine yard carry or a five yard carry and a carry for a first down like he did good in his in his spots where he needed to go He's exactly what you need from a third running back. Like 
guy goes down, you go in there, don't miss too much of a beat. Like obviously he's not right. not breaking off big runs like Dylan was or as big of a threat in the past game as Dylan is, but went in there, didn't screw up and fought for fought for extra yards. And I, yeah, it was, it was nice. I wonder if Sammy Watkins who was waived on Monday, if that was his roster spot. Like did Patrick Taylor mm. get his spot? I think he might uh, have. That's a good question. I think I'm pretty sure he might have. It's so hard to keep track of Patrick Taylor because they have moved him up to the 53, cut him, re-signed him to the practice squad, moved him back up for like a temporary spot, used up all of those, re-signed him to the 53, cut him again. Like he has been bounced around like crazy on this roster. But yeah, I think you're right. I think he has taken a spot in the 53. That Sammy Watkins cut was kind of surprising. That's what I think. That they did it, but when they did it, like just day of the game. Ty Ty said the Discord said on Twitter, it was a very weird Packers thing to do. Like, you don't really see them do that very often. Yeah. And it was just like, I saw that. I was like, hmm, that's not something you typically see the Packers do. Like, they usually just, like, ride those things out. So, but I yeah, think. And, and you hate to speculate, but, like, it almost seems like we're going to learn a little more this week. Like, hey, he, like, got hurt again or something like that. I mean, he had only imagine. played, I think I saw, like, 11 snaps over the last two or three games. So he was getting phased out of the offense as it was. And yeah. Dobbs back, I guess they on top of not necessarily needing him anymore. I mean, it's uh, they, they were, they, he's not like he was going to get any snaps going forward, really, unless something <laughs> catastrophic happened to the receiver room, knock on wood. Right. I quit doing that. I got to reach up behind the camera and knock re- on some wood. Too far. You got to get that. You got to get a block of wood closer. Just Apparently. Um, but yeah, this, this drive was emblematic of the entire game, which we'll talk about in a minute, but they spread the off the ball around a lot on this drive. Patrick Taylor, Aaron Jones, Drummer Dobbs, Christian Watson all had significant um, use on this drive, which I think is where Jordan and I have talked about on past podcasts is where like this Packers podcast or Packers podcast, this Packers team is <laughs> really good. Like that was their downfall against the Niners in the playoffs last year. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. only looking Devonte Adams way, yep. and now we have four weapons count maybe five if you want to count Lazard that this ball can be thrown and passed to and run by players on this offense that if we just don't become uh one faceted like you can throw it to Christian Watson Roma Dobbs and Alan Lazard and have that like it's a strong three everyone knows my kind of my thoughts on Alan Lazard but but then run with Aaron Jones run with AJ Dillon like this yeah, this and- offense is at its best when it's getting spread around and even when they spread it around in the past it felt like they, they would spread it around on first and second down, but third down, the ball was going to Adams every right. single time. Yep. It was not going to anyone else. And so any key down, it was very easy for defenses to key in and be like, hey, like we know who's getting the ball. And Adams was so good that it still worked because right. it didn't matter. They knew he was getting the ball. But now it seems like on money downs, I mean, I guess this is kind of a bit of a spin zone because they don't really you you could say it's like, well, they don't have a go to guy like <laughs> that. How are you right. making this a positive? But I think it does in some ways help the offense that they're not keying in on one guy on these like big got to have it situations. It's hurt them a lot at times this year that they haven't had one yep. guy to key into in these scenarios. But I think for the long term health of the offense, because let's be honest, we're mostly looking to the next few years now. Yeah, I think it's going to be good to have these experiences with these receivers where you trust them to make plays when you need them, except for fourth and two, when Rogers does a little, little, one of these, like the, the hand signals, arm a certain way. All the signals. Oh 
goodness, the hand signals thing is such a weird story, and we can talk about it if you want. I'm but good. It's I'm good. Yeah, just honestly, ignoring I'm, it. I'm good. It's so <laughs> stupid. I don't want to think about it. Like, if you haven't, oh. I'll, I'll I'll just reference. If you haven't seen the athletic article on the hand signals that the Packers run, go get a dollar subscription to the Athletic. Read that story and think about how ridiculous it is that the Packers have like ancestral hand signals that receivers are just supposed to know. They literally talk about it in the stories like, oh, they have to be told down like oral histories. And I'm like, literally oral history. Do- what are we doing? Again, we're, we're not talking about it. We're not, <laughs> we're not talking about, talking about it. it. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah. But anyway, they tried to get Watson his touchdown on this drive, but he didn't turn at the right time because he didn't know what the hand signal meant. And so they end up getting a first down on fourth down, I guess. Yep. And then kneel it out. And that's the game. And they got they get the win. They get the win. And they cover the spread. 24-12, covered spread. Good teams win. Great teams cover. All that Max. good stuff. I wouldn't call ourselves great, but just repeating hey. repeating idioms. Um, Wanted to talk about just like general themes. Run game, again, just really carrying this team for the most part of the game. Um, disregarding Aaron Rodgers' three kneel downs. They had 141 yards on the ground. 90 from... Uh, Aaron Jones, 36 from AJ Dillon, and 15 from Patrick Taylor. Like, just emblematic yeah. of where this team's bread and butter is. And against one of the better run defenses in the league, I know, like, obviously don't have Donald in the middle anymore, so it's kind right. of a big impact there, but they were a uh, top three run de- or top five run defense. I think they were the fifth by DVOA, at least, coming into this game, and the best tackling team in the league uh, per PFF's uh, metrics. I think they had them graded as the highest tackling yeah. team in the league. I mean, PFF is, it is what it is. It's, it's, what cool. it is. Like, it's not a perfect grading system, but it's it's just interesting that they they were able to move the ball on the ground against a team that had generally not allowed that to happen throughout this year. Right. And then, like we talked about, just spreading the ball around. Um, Robo Dobbs, five catches. This is a pleasing stat. Five catches on five targets for 55 yards. And his first came back from uh from his injury he sustained against the Lions. Uh, I mean, he was on a snap count today. So like, if you go based on a snap, pers- I mean, he probably got five catches on like ten plays. Like he was not out there much, but it seemed like every time he was out there, Rodgers was looking his way. And I think he had two or three, at least two third down conversions in big spots yeah. early in the game. Yep. So I mean, he came back coming off that injury and looked great. He did. Uh, leading receiver for the Packers in his first game back, which is nice. Uh, Christian Watson, four catches for 46 yards on six targets. Uh, Aaron Jones, following him, four catches on five targets for 36 yards. A.J. Dillon, three catches for 35 yards on three targets. Randall Cobb uh, had a lot of really critical clutch uh, catches early in the game. Spoiler corn. Spoiler corn. Uh, three, three receptions for 32 yards uh, on four targets. So all in all, a nice game from the specialists um, yeah. on offense. Like, I think... If we're going to go there, and I guess this can lead into, well, I'll tease this for our playoff discussion in a minute. If the offense can keep going like this, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. But similarly, if the defense can keep playing like this, it can be hopeful for the Packers in the playoffs if they make it. The Packer, it, again, this is a, you know when you go to the farmer's market or the flea market? And they have those big pink Himalayan salt uh, lamps. And it's that big yeah. piece of salt. That's the size. I can't wait to see where this is going. That's the size of, of grain of salt we're working with uh, here. 
that's 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 perfect. Perfect connection. Yes. Well, huge grain of salt, given that we're going against Baker Mayfield and the Rams, who yes. Baker's been in the system for a week, and they don't have a lot of their like top talent, like we had mentioned earlier. All of that is to say, they played a nice game. Like mm-hmm. they could, they still could have gotten beat in instances, like j- just because a guy sucks doesn't mean Jair can't get beat by him or anything right exactly and so it was a very good game from the defense in which they didn't allow like huge plays i think the longest play that i'm looking at here is a 19 yard run by cam makers otherwise they had an 18 yard catch by cam makers and a 17 yard catch by van jefferson but other than that that's that's good like keeping having no big plays under 20 yards that's a positive and it was it was nice because I mean the Rams offensive line isn't very good, but it felt like the D line handled them really well. There were still I have qualm or quibbles, I guess is the right <laughs> word. With I, just, I love that word. word. With uh, the way some of the co- uh, cornerback play was, with in terms of like leaving, especially on that touchdown to Higby. Yeah, uh, just seemed like they were just playing outside <laughs> leverage and just letting him have the inside with no help all game long. That all season long. <laughs> yeah, Oof, man, and. I still have problems with like how that went down, but definitely one of the most complete games like on all sides of the ball, especially we fence uh, just in terms of all three phases that I've seen, we've seen from the Packers this year. And I know it's, I would say it's probably their easiest opponent of the year, but Hey, like we said, good teams win, great teams cover. They spread with seven and they, they won by what? 12 in the end. 12. Nice. nice. It's weird thinking, not thinking, but like it's weird realizing that, yeah, that was probably their, easiest opponent of the year like them or the bears like right and even that they they've almost lost to the bears in both games like they won both but they were not blowouts they weren't handled like how this game was for sure like i think we had i think i was most confident in this win than i was in like any of the wins we've had throughout the year it was the most complete game they've played which is yeah i was only like sweating for like part of the third quarter right like for me that's that's great for me like i i only had to change my shirt one time so we're chilling right and so all of that is to say the packers need to win out to get into the playoffs in miami for christmas next week and then um at home to end the season against the vikings and the lions yeah dolphins have a lot to play for like that's gonna be a tough game to go down there my my fan theory is that Rodgers does not play well in Florida. I just like I the stats prove it. I right. Mean. Like I don't know what his record is, but I know like they almost lost that game in Jacksonville on the opener that went at one year. They had to rely on the fake Dan Marino, uh like the fake spike to beat the Dolphins the yep. the same year, I'm pretty sure. The Tampa Bay is never nice to us. I think like that. And I think if I remember correctly, the week one they got smacked down by the Saints last year was actually in Jacksonville. That was in Jacksonville issues with the, with the hurricane the New Orleans Stadium. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like it. Miami's a really good team too. I know they've lost three in a row now, but <laughs> that's almost worse for us because they're backed into a corner. And yeah, I know uh, a lot of people have been talking about. Um, I think Ben Solak of the Ringer has talked about a lot how. Teams have started pressing Waddle and Hill, 
and it's really it, you get beat you get beat a lot because they're so fast you don't get beat a lot you'll get beat once in a while for like an 80 yard touchdown because they're so fast but it really throws off Tua's timing and it really like hurts like him as a passer because he starts getting a little skittish i'm ready for the packers to do none of that yeah learn zero lessons learn zero from lessons that's happened from anything the they, they watch zero tape dryer is gonna like, they're going to play so much zone and just get burned over and over and over again when the blueprint is out. I mean, San Francisco did this. They're a great defense. So that's one thing, but the chargers did this. The bills who are super banged up right now did this. They've all pressed Waddle and Hill and had some like modicum of success. We're not going to do that at all. Don't worry. It won't happen. Miami fans. You're, you're in the clear getting pre mad. I about a, I, about I, a game a week away on Christmas. Can we? I can't, I can't wait to be they're on. Letting me, they're they're getting they're getting to me already, and I, they haven't even done it yet, and I know they will. I'm they like do, they just won, and we're now we're already moved on to getting bad next week. But that is to say, again, getting back to the, the actual playoff push. If they do win out, everything is coming together at the right time, like. The offense's start is healthy. The offense is coming together and they have balance, which is something we've talked about at length, that when they have a balanced offense, they succeed. The defense, yeah. like we had talked about that big grain of salt, played a really complete game against the Rams. If they can do it against these next three opponents who have good offenses, like, if they don't go... If they lose a game, they lose a game. Like we can't mm-hmm. expect them to win all the three of these games, honestly. But if they do, the Dolphins have a good offense, the Vikings have a good offense, and the Lions have a good offense. Like yeah. if they have three complete games, which again, I'm not saying they will. Mm-hmm. But if they do, things will be clicking at the right time. And they will have been battle tested by these three games. Yep. But I think the biggest question mark I have right now is the pass rush because yeah. they at times struggled to get home today. I know they had a, I think they had four sacks in the end, five, uh, yeah. five sacks in the end. Nice. Um, but just without Gary out there, I, the Rams O line is really bad. Yeah. And Detroit's O line is at least is very good. Minnesota's and Miami's is all right. I know Miami's been really dinged up at the tackle spot with Teron Armstead missing a lot of time. Right. But I just, I'm a little worried about not being able to fluster these quarterbacks who are really good when they're not under pressure, like Goff, like Cousins, Mm -hmm. like Tua, all really good when they're not being pressured. And I'm a little worried that we're not going to be able to get pressure with four. We're going to have to send extra. We might not even do it because a lot of times Barry doesn't like the blitz. And that's, I think, my biggest worry going forward. I like hate to put a wet blanket on how well the defense played today. Right. But just they don't have a lot of juice at the pass rusher position right now. They don't. And it's just... Sense, like you said, Rashawn Gary went down, like, because he was on the defensive oh, level or defensive so player of the year, well. like, track. Like, he was just playing so well, and it's things that it had a season cut short like that. But outside of Preston Smith and surprisingly Kingsley, Kingsley Anibare, he's had a, he had a nice game again today. Yeah, it yeah, just, yeah, it just hasn't been like there. Like, I think like Kenny Clark may have had one sack tonight. Yeah, and then but, they got Wyatt in there a little bit, and he he had pressures like back to back plays, which was nice. I don't know why he that. doesn't play. I'm I'm utterly bamboozled by what on earth is going on there that they see in practice that they feel like he can't get on the field. But here we are. He showed uh, he showed pro- progress today. Maybe he gets there next week and week after. But fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, tweet new new tweet drop from Ridewood. Russell Douglas laterals on interceptions in practice. Why are we practicing this is beyond me. 
Uh, he tells teammates. Uh, he tells teammates lateral is coming if they lock eyes, which is again. Oh my god! What this sort is, that's of, almost as bad as the hand signal thing. What if I lock of, eyes, what sort of? Uh, like regardless oh, gotta gotta stay ready so you don't have to get ready i don't even know what it like oh after after baker mayfield interception douglas saw adrian amos and rudy ford he lateraled then ball hit ground quote from razul i was like damn this is about to be like the raiders and the patriots you're fucking right it is <laughs> what in the world were you thinking and he was like yeah so i had to you, so you know i had to do it so anyway i started blasting um <laughs> I mean, like, come, what are we doing? Oh my goodness. Oh, oh that is fine. What a what a quote from Douglas. I mean, real at least he realized that it was dumb, I guess. I mean, if I'm putting a spin zone on it. Razul again. This is from Ryan Wood again. Uh Razul Douglas's Razul Douglas thought Joel Barry would jump his ass after lateraling the pick. Teammates gave him a strange, strange look. Quote they were just like, Man, what the hell are you on? I was like, man, you know how I... And they were just like, yeah, we know, but that's a little close. <laughs> I was going to say, my goodness. I mean, at least, like, the thing is, it's like, he's like, well, I'm the one who made the pick. So if you think about it, we wouldn't have even had the ball if it wasn't for me. I'm like, okay, right. buddy. All right, right. Here we are. Just because you make two good things can happen in a row. <laughs> um, oh, man. I'm yes. going to have to watch that interview because that's going to be funny to watch in, in real time. Absolutely. Um, anything else on the game, Tommy, you want to touch on anything else that you want to talk about, like the, the, the themes or anything else that we, that we didn't talk about already? We covered a lot of it when we were going through the drives. I'm trying to think now. Kenny having a really good game was huge. Mm -hmm. It was, it was really impactful. I think I know that he was playing against essentially a backup center for most of the game after their, their center went out, but, uh, he had really been struggling this year and it's nice to see him kind of come back to form a little bit. Um, penalties wise, I mean, on defense, just need to play with some more discipline. I mean, I think that's a coaching thing as much as anything, but I mean, we've covered a lot. I think we've covered a lot of the things I had taken notes on in this game. Just taking a peek at it real quick. And you know, a win's a win. We take it. We take those. Um, a couple tweets to wrap up thoughts we had, um, during the pod, uh, Bill Huber is quoted, uh, LaFleur, uh, here. Well, I actually read Matt Sheetman's instead. It's more complete. Matt LaFleur and Keyshawn Nixon as the returner. Probably going to get criticized for not playing him earlier in the season, and that's fair. We should have had him in there. And LaFleur goes on to say that they didn't know what they had in Nixon as a returner early in the season. So Yeah, I mean, it seems like... I know special teams doesn't get practiced all that much, especially return stuff. Like, mostly you're just you're just practicing, like, fielding right. punts. Right. So it's, like, hard to tell how explosive someone's going to be in that scenario. But, yeah, I mean, he's a lot better than what they were trotting out there before. Exactly. So. Um, regarding the Watkins release, LaFleur says he, quote, certainly wasn't fired up, end quote, about uh, Watkins' release and the timing of it, um, mm. but said they needed Patrick Taylor as the third running back, and he was out of elevations. Yeah. So he's, okay. he essentially took Watkins' uh, yeah. place on the roster, but not really concerned it's... about it if, like, it's just, he wasn't really doing much anyway, sadly. It, it is interesting to me that uh, LaFleur was... I mean, that's that's about as critical as LaFleur will get about anything like the not fired up about it. Like that's that's because uh, he's usually like the captain of coach speak. Like he he is so good at saying nothing with a million words. 
but uh, it does seem like he's he's not super hyped about how that went down. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it was important to have Taylor in this game because you saw Dylan went out and he had to step in and played pretty well for those uh, handful of snaps he got. Exactly. Um, not worth, I guess it's worth mentioning this last one. Uh, Packers coach Matt LaFleur and taking a knee at the end of the game even after the Rams had called a timeout. Quote, there's a way you handle winning in this league. In I get that. Like, Yeah, and him and McVay are buddies. Like, yeah. It is uh, what it is. And Vosky says, it's highly unlikely to come down to it, but there is a playoff tiebreaker that involves points. I don't think that's even going to become close to, going to come close to mattering. Yeah, so. I mean, I think they're they're not, like, they need to catch the Seahawks, and they need to catch the Commanders, yep. and they're not going to have a tiebreaker with the Commanders since they have a tie. And then the Seahawks don't, aren't, I don't think it's possible for them to have as good of a conference record as the Packers, so I don't think they'll hit those tiebreakers in any of the scenarios I've looked at, at least. Right. One more because it's fun, and then we'll get wrap, here wrapping up. Aaron Rodgers with an unprompted shout out of Keyshawn Nixon for the second straight post game. Rodgers says he's never once in his 18 years seen the opposing team kick away from a Packers returner. "Quote, that's fun." <laughs> I mean, they, did you? I, I had forgotten about this. The kickoff they did. The you remember the pop up kickoff they yep. did? Short, and, it, and it got muffed, and it. And he, I was saying he caught it and he fumbled it. And I was like, "Oh my goodness, why don't they do this every time to us?" Right. Oh boy, oh, that was scary. Man. What a game! What, a what game, an what amazing a game. game! Um, a couple promotions to get to. Uh, first things first, you loyal, dedicated listeners, much like Tommy himself, a loyal, dedicated listener in the, in the GSPN Discord. Um, go to the Discord and take our survey. We've got a little survey for you guys regarding listenership of of Talking the Tundra, Eurostep, One and Six. Uh, make time for this cruising for a bruising all of the gspm pods we want to hear from you guys um about how often you listen where you listen when you listen all that kind of stuff um that is in the gspn announcements at the top of the discord you can get into the discord by going to gspn.info and filling out the uh i think it's just a link in there you can click on it and join so it's pretty easy that way so go take that survey please we would really appreciate it Getting into the pods, make time for this. Uh, Andrew and Adam released their uh, World Cup final pod. Absolutely, without a doubt, the best soccer game I've ever been witnessed between France and Argentina. Game. Just what a game! It was literally a movie script. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, Eurostep, Rohan, or I'm sorry, Jordan and Ty uh, talked about Joe Ingles's return tonight. Um, as we're recording this, the his return to the Bucks, playing the Why Am I Blanking? They played Pelicans. the New Orleans Pelicans. Thank you, Tommy. Um, making a season debut after recovering from ACL surgery. Um, they previewed talk all that, talked about how Joe Ingles will fit into the rotation, where his role is on the team, and just what sort of impact he'll bring um, to this Bucks team with championship hopes. Um, cruising. For a bruising, I believe, wrapped up today. I'm not entirely sure what it's on. I wasn't privy to that information, but there will be a fresh, nice cruising for a bruising pod in that feed tomorrow morning, or I guess this morning as you're listening to this. Uh, the Substack. Uh, Ty was at the Herd game, and he had a Q&A with Herd sharpshooter Joe Weiskamp. He was the number two pick in the 2022 G League uh, draft, so... Go hop over to the Substack and read that from him. And that wraps it up for us in GSPN. Tommy, where can the people find you? Where can they follow your pod? Tell us uh, a little bit of plugs about yourself. 
Yeah, just wanted to first say thank you so much for having me on. This was an awesome opportunity, and I'm Wrong, always down to talk Packers with more people, you know. Uh, if you want to come check out more of what I do, me and my dad do a Packers podcast together at Father Son Packers on Twitter, Father Son Packers podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you can find podcasts. Come check us out. We talk Packers twice a week. We do a pregame and a postgame. We'll be doing one episode over the offseason talking about the draft. You can find us on YouTube as well if you want to come give us a subscription and really help our numbers. But yeah, come check us out if you like what you heard. Absolutely. It's a good podcast. Do enjoy listening to you and your dad uh, chop it up. You guys have a lot of historical things to say, given the, the generations you guys have watched. So, Thanks so much, man. Appreciate yeah. it. That's it for us, everybody. Jordan and I will be back for a preview of the uh, Dolphins game on Thursday, as usual. So We'll talk to you then. And Tommy, thanks for joining me. Thanks so much, man. See you.